Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, founder of What's Trending, and co-host of Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, Shira Lazar. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hello. Hello! Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast. We've been away for a little while, but we're back, 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 back again. I am refreshed. We're back, back, back! And I... <laughs> like Mario, when he said, I'm back, I'm back! Or was it, is that the, that, what's the mushroom? I like the toad. Toad, yeah. I don't remember toad. that. You were always toad me too. Toad and Yoshi. Well, I'm Adam Andrew Rios. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. I am Durrell. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. Durrell, what are you on today? Are you on some sort of... Pills, baby! No! <laughs> Lisa Rinna over here. No, I'm just I'm just really happy to be back with you guys. We've I been know. away for a little bit. Adam went to Texas. We, we were on a sabbatical. Time. Yeah. A little sabbatical. We yeah. took a little sabbatical, but we are back. Thank you to our team over at Rehab Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Shout out to them for always supporting us. Thank so yeah, I've been gone um, for like three weeks. It was great. How was Texas? You did not take an airplane or go into an airport or anything. I took you, a gondola. You took a gondola. That's the <laughs> safest way. It really was to I travel. Was a laganja. Right. <laughs> he, he was howled. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't green, <laughs> I ain't interested. I no, so right. you went to Texas to be with your mom as she had knee surgery. She had right? knee surgery. Uh huh. Um, luckily, and your knees. And I, okay, so yeah, it all kind of worked out that everything had like was in the same week and also because my job was like oh we're gonna push the date and i was like perfect so i was able to go to my niece's homecoming she's a senior she was a queen candidate Aww. did they have like a traditional homecoming or were they social distanced or how did that go uh they were social distanced like in the gym and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. in the parade they all rode separate vehicles okay and then in like at the coronation as well that's nice yeah and, and we're such a small town anyway that in the stands everyone is just like Socially distanced. Yeah, there's so, only like 13 people in the city. Yeah, pretty much. So it was like me and my siblings, and then we had our Which, little That's quarter. like 10 of them. That's like seven of them. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but no, it was good. I hung out. I ate. I chilled. Adam brought home tamales. I brought home tamales. I can't wait to They're taste. in the freezer. I know. I forgot. Oh, yeah. We real good. Um, and, um, what else did I do? Yeah, I just hung out and stuff like hung that. Hung out with the fam. Yeah. But luckily, I went to one bar. And it was just like, no one was in there. We wore masks and we got a couple beers and they gave us chips. They're like, okay. you you know, you have to have chips with your, with your alcohol. Nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, um, other than that, it was good. I got back to LaGuardia where upon end re-entry, they ask you to fill out like your traveler form. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where are you coming from? How long have you been there? What was, you know, what's your address? So that way, like, what's your seat number? Mm. Flight Don't number. give them my address. No. Okay, good. So I did not. Oh no! I filled it. I filled uh, it. Yeah, out yeah, you have to. Have they called you yet? No. They will be. They call me every day. Oh, what? Okay. Yep. Just to see how you say what? Just check. I don't answer. <laughs> well, that. But I think it was also because it was like if you if someone on the flight gets sick, 
Mm-hmm. So and somebody they can like they can email you, you to know. Yeah, exactly. And just let you know, hey, this person in this seat That's nice. was sick. Like how far away, or you know, all that. Did they make you fill it out, or were they like very? Bitch, adamant CDC about it? met us at the gate in oh, Laguardia. Wow. They said, "Phones Good. up." They didn't do that when Hands I said. Hands up, phones <laughs> out. They were very gross. Twenty three nineteen. Right. But other than that, it was a good trip. Um, I was happy I got to go home and see the family. My mom did have surgery, so, you know, she was out. She's doing well, though, right? Yeah, her physical good. therapy's going good. She just doesn't like pain. She's, like, not a... She hates, like, having her like hair pain. brushed. Right. Like, she, don't, she can't take it. It's a pain, girl. Yeah. I'm in pain right now as we speak. Oh, I know. Do you want to tell us what happened? I don't. We okay. can go to commercial. Oh. No. No, 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 no. Tell us what happened. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna tell you. Um, I was on one of them scooters. Should I name them by... Revel. Their, okay. Um, Revel. Okay. A Revel scooter. <laughs> and I showed it getting a wreck, y'all. My knee is all bummed up. Oh. My hands are all scraped up. But you uh, know what? Nurses were on duty. They were. They were. And we were workers. first responders. We were first responders. We were first responders. And we put some. My friends took care of mm-hmm. me because they knew I was about to sue Pride the Podcast for all the money that <laughs> they owe Oh, we ain't got it. For, so all, that, for all that back pay. So he gonna sue himself. <laughs> right. Look, <man. laughs> right. I'm part. I'm. I'm a quarter of the. Of the problem. I don't have a problem suing myself. Okay. Okay, well, go ahead. But that means I'll make 75% of what y'all got. Right, ain't nobody got no money. Not even Trump does. <gasps> Which is a great point. He so sure does. He's that broke. broke, bitch. That, yeah, $750. He is broker than I am. I mean, so, speaking of having a business, it takes me, like, to file my taxes having a business and a regular job it's almost $750. And you mean to tell me. You're right. That I didn't even pay, think about that. Just pay, the file. Just the file. Yeah. So he's sitting over here paying seven hundred. And then what about his haircuts? What is it? Seventy thousand dollars for, for hair. For nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like on The View when they phone rang, it's totally fine. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Who's FaceTiming me? Can I answer? Trump. Can I answer? Trump uh, says, I hear y'all talking shit. No, $70,000 for his hair care. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted him, I think it was yesterday, and I said, you need to tell me you spent $70,000 and it looks like that. If I spent $70,000, can you imagine what these locks would look like? I'd look like Beyonce. Is his robots, I mean, his supporters still coming after you on Twitter? Um, I've only had support this week. Okay. I guess I've come out of that algorithm, but I'm sure I'll be right back there She's ready to come After tonight, you'll definitely be back there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Real excited about that debate. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it later. We are going to talk we about it. We are going to have a post-debate kiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After our original kiki. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. So stay tuned. No. So, I mean, what else has been going on? Um, Can I talk about me for a second? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about you. Just no. all about oh, no. me, me, me. <laughs> me, me. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Ashley Mitchell. Hi, I'm like four Ashley. fried chicken and big dicks. <laughs> well... <laughs> Adam, Adam my mom, mom listens to this. I was quoting. Yeah. But you do like Roger. <laughs> Anyways. I'm, sorry, I'm trying Ms. to Mitchell. remain. I'm trying to pull these fools in. Wholesome right now. Wholesome sure, 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 sure. Um, anyways, so I got a job. Where at? Well. What are you doing? Can you uh, so, I mean, so I'm working on a show. A docu-series. Pride the... <laughs> Bride the Bungus. 
I wish there was cameras on us when we ain't doing something. Right, you know? Anyways. No, um, I am doing a docuseries on Hitch B.O. Hello, celebrate me. Oh. <laughs> I was trying, hold it's, on. No, 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 no. I was trying to put the... Oh. Oh, yeah, all right. I was like, hello, support me. Y'all know how we is with tech. We working on it. All uh, right, go ahead. Uh, anyways, but yes. that's amazing. So I'm a production coordinator on a new docuseries on HBO. How is it being like inside, behind the scenes, the home box office? <laughs> I mean... Uh, it looks a lot like House of Heights, i.e. I work from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've been doing it for, this is my third week now. And it's, it's been, I've, I'm definitely busy, but I found a groove and I'm just really, I'm stoked about the series. Uh, I can't say what it is yet because mm-hmm. we haven't announced it. I will. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but um, it's 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 a really important topic, and um, sure I can't is. wait to share That's it later. Funny. But I'm just blessed to have a job during the pandemic. Huh? Do you have that login? HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. do. We mm-hmm. already paid. So can we get it for free now since you work there? Uh, mm, I don't think so. I'm sure. <laughs> well, That's I'm be working something you for. Negotiate, I'm right? working for the production company Soledad O'Brien Productions, mm-hmm. and then the distributor is HBO. Well, well you don't tell them that's Soledad. Huh? So people will look up. We'll black that out later. Um, huh? No, I'm really happy for actually Soledad because they'll look it up and they can see what she's doing. But it hasn't mm-hmm. announced yet. Mm-hmm. No, it hasn't announced yet. Oh, so you I'm... can't Google it. I'm almost to Google me, bitch. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna look into it. Why are you trying to expose me, Darrell? I'm not. I'm very proud of you, actually. <laughs> no, I because don't. I think it's actually a very important topic, and I think that it's it's important to see productions come back. And I'm very proud. I know we talked a while back on the podcast about the first things that came back for soap operas, and we're starting to see the reality in the docu series. So it's really great to see things start to come back. And how's the COVID nineteen on set? Can you talk to our listeners about that? I mean, so now we have to have a covid compliance officer so Mm -hmm. um someone has to be on set they don't leave set the whole time and basically when you come in you have to take your we take your temperature you have to fill out a questionnaire about if you're feeling sick every time every every time time. are they like a nurse no they're just an officer yeah just an officer just like we have to take a course the news aren't you a Aren't you a certified? I did take the course. I did take oh, the cool. course. So so we should uh, put you to work here on mm-hmm, the Set of Pride mm-hmm, podcast. Do you remember yes. when I took my <laughs> sexual harassment course and had to take it three times? Yeah, I was like, That's friend, questionable. I friend, was like, what's going on? What in the actual fuck? <laughs> Why would you want to put your own self on blast? <laughs> hey, man, it wasn't that I was failing. It was Why like, did you have to take that course in the first place? Because it was Everybody required. Everybody has to take a sexual yeah, harassment course. it was required course. by Hudson oh. Yard. Any employer. Your job has not done that? Probably yes, in Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We take it every day. We took it. We have a sexual harassment officer that makes you take a questionnaire every day. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mm-hmm. harass somebody on the way here? I got harassed. Ugh. That, my knee hurts, y'all. She harassed me so hard. She gonna get it, though. Karma is not... Yeah, that karma dumb is a bitch. bitch. Karma, She's the, I hope she... No, I'm not gonna her. say that. No, don't I say. hope she skids out in, on her bike. No. Speaking of bitches, Tory Lanez, old bitch ass. Tory Lanez is a little punk bitch. <laughs> Wait, tell me all five two of his ass. Tell me a little bit about what happened. Y'all were talking a little bit about in the green room, but I don't listen to y'all until. So the basically, mic in a nutshell, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion were canoodling, and so they were canoodling at a party with 
Kylie Jenner and um, a couple other bum bitches, and so they were in <laughs> a bum bitch. They were in a, they were in a black SUV and they were rolling down Beverly Hills. And rolling I guess at some point, him and Megan may have gotten into it. We don't know. Shots rang out. Shots were fired. Mm-hmm. She got hit in the foot. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't want to say she lost a toe, but she probably lost a toe. I'm, oh, I, don't, no. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, bro. Yeah. So anyway, How is she gonna dance? She's fine now. She still got them knees. She, yeah, she yeah, still. The knees I think she's great. she's on the mend. But anyway, so after that, she, like the police show up and they're like having her and her girlfriends who have been shot, <laughs> having them do, from inside the car. They're like, yeah, they were in the car when they were shot, mm-hmm. and so they were out, and you know how officers are like, please step back, like raise your hands, jump on one foot. All that jazz while Megan's like bleeding out in the street and like you just see her just like kind of fall over because she just like passes out. Oh, jeez. Anyway, Tory Lanez... Cut to. Cut to. Tory Lanez is responsible. Like she finally... They said that Megan was saying she was shot for clout. Right? Right. People were like clowning her for some reason right and they didn't believe her they didn't believe shit. her they're like oh you're just made this up mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. for but she's like... got a hole in the foot right so right she was like you know what fuck it tory lanes is the one who shot yeah me. she was like tory lane shot me like if y'all really want to she know, was sitting there protecting him right she wasn't and... saying nothing she wasn't gonna say nothing right and then america clowned her so she's like well now here I was going to ask if Tori is a girl or a boy. He's a, a male rapper out of Canada. Let's mm-hmm. tell you What's upsetting, you know, to me about this whole thing is she was trying to protect another man of color with everything that's been going on since mm-hmm. George Floyd and, um, you know, obviously what's happening with Breonna Taylor um, this week, what we found out, which is very, very heartbreaking um, that I don't feel she got justice. And Megan was trying to do right by him. Mm -hmm. And his people literally were going in their camp, which found out that they actually had, he was, they were pretending to be like a representative or something through emails saying that they're a rep, but it was him and his people sitting in their basement being like, email them this and send this. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was was gaslighting at its finest. And it's so upsetting that it's it's just so upsetting (laughs) that till this day, Black women continue to try to protect black men and they don't ever get the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. And for and me, Megan Megan tried to do that and I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get yeah. what it's his ultimate goal was. It's the same men that were screaming, uh, we need to protect black women, hashtag Breonna Taylor are the same ones that were streaming Tory Lanez's bitch little album he just put out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are the same ones. Mm-hmm. And it's just hypocrisy. People will do any, about anything for clout. And Absolutely. that's kind of do what anything it is. For and then, you know, Ashley and I were talking the other day, and we can definitely talk about this um, in our segment later on for the post-debate, but there are so many people who last, in two, 2016, said, we're not voting for Trump, we're not doing that, and when you get behind that poll, you change. People do things for clout, and it's so upsetting, and you know, now we're we're in this position where we have to we have to do better. Mm-hmm. I know, but we keep saying that we have to do better. We, we have don't. to do better. But well, anyway, are we ever going to be doing better? Sorry. No, and so yeah, just sum that up. Tory Lanez is a bitch, and don't stream his album. Nope. <laughs> right. nope. Coming up next. Yeah. Tory Lanez. <laughs> Coming up next. Also, speaking of black excellence, LeBron James is headed to his tenth NBA final. I yes. love her on her new album. Who? LeBron. LeBron. Who? Oh, oh great. Her new album. <laughs> Don't she have Nah sis, I'm gonna need you to go look that up. Yeah, you gotta figure that out. But um, he's taking the Lakers to their first final. He's and still playing um he still plays basketball? Oh yeah, yeah. Good god. He, and he's still killing it, but he needs to shave his head. Why? 
He it's he's got like a weird balding pattern going on. What's wrong with balding? Nothing at all, but it just needs he it, it looks bad. Oh, okay. It looks like it's like falling out oh, and okay. it let him look healthy. Okay. Yeah. So he okay. just needs to just go ahead and go just shave that off. Oh, okay. And he'll look a lot better. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Well, we need to shave something off here. Um, and come back later. Uh, I'm gonna shave, you're going to shave something off my back. Oh, oh my God. God. Adam. Adam has asked me to do that for him before. And like, okay, I whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have taken two weeks off, but we have got to get our shit together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ain't going to be talking about shaving nothing. We might. No, we're not. Anyway, I'm excited for our next segment. I'm ready to chat up some hot topics with Shira Lazar. Shira is the founder and CEO of the Emmy-nominated What's Trending. So we're going to hear what she got to say. Okay. Okay, and welcome back. We have Shira Lazar, the founder and CEO of the Emmy-nominated digital media brand, What's Trending. Of course, you have heard of it. And also, she is the host, along with Ryan Mitchell, of Let's Go There, which premieres on the first national LGBTQ station channel, Q. Hello, Shira. How about... How about that for an intro? It just like goes on and on. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You've done some things. You've done some oh, things. Sweet. I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. But, you know, I try. I, I try to pay my rent. I hear that. <laughs> Not I hear into, that. into too much debt. <laughs> Girl, the debt is real. Well, if the president is in debt. I guess I'm cool to be yeah. in debt too. The pre- it's like all of us, except no, we don't want to. We don't want to make that accessible. All of his other things, but. right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So, Shira, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you come from? How did you get started? Basically, you're you're on your way to be this media mogul. So, I need to hear about the journey. Well, thank you. Um, I'm happy my mom paid you to say that. <laughs> she did. She did. She's a sponsor. <laughs> Obviously, been talking to my Jewish mom. <laughs> hey, mom. But I'm Canadian, I'm a proud Canadian, more now than I ever have before. Right. And I've been here, yeah, 2004. So it's been a while. At this point, you could say I'm an LA native. And uh, my background, yeah, I always wanted to host and interview people. And I kind of came up at the time before YouTube. I'm kind of aging myself here. Uh, and then I created What's Trending in 2011. It was like the first platform to cover YouTube stars and social media stars before it was cool to do it, like before morning shows and talk shows mm-hmm. were doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool to, yeah, cool to see. And then um, from there, it was clear to me, and this is just kind of like as if we're dating, like speed dating right now. <laughs> I feel like we are, it's great. We are, <laughs> say, I mean, no, we, we are drinking. Food. That is yeah. true. Right. Cheers. We, we started up on MySpace. Well, Zanga before that, but like Ooh, Zanga. Okay. Where, like, you would put music out, mm-hmm. you put videos. Your top eight. I'm saying that for you young birds out there. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, we're, we need to give them a little history lesson. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so it, it was an interesting time. Like for me, I was intrigued by social media and curious about it because I wasn't getting Like I, you know, uh, getting weird, but I, and so social media allowed website and people are like, why do you have your website? Like, what are you selling? <laughs> and I said, my body. <laughs> <laughs> are you on onlyfans.com as well? <laughs> as well. You say it like, you know, well, I should be make a lot of money. 
Right? <laughs> I'm actually not, but it's becoming pretty like mainstream. It is. Uh, it yeah, is. it's so now, funny. I saw a video on tick. Yeah, I saw a video on TikTok of a chick who was like, "Oh, I hear that women, or I'm sure anyone, to be honest, make money like putting cream all over their legs." And you see, she like takes out her phone and she starts putting cream all over her legs. And she's like, "Okay." Absolutely. I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. That's just it. shaving her legs, though. I don't really understand. People have really weird fetishes. Mm-hmm. And, and I watch. I, I'll, I've seen some. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I actually am on Wikifeet. Wikifeed is like the Wikipedia of feet. What, what the yes. hell is this? And actually one person once slid into my DMs and was like, hey, I'll pay you for pictures of your feet. And at the time, I, you know, I, it was a mixture between, I knew I kind of needed money, but I also was like, I'm not going to do this. But then I kind of was like, how much can I get him to pay for this just for fun too? How like much? if I could get him to pay, <laughs> I asked him, I was like, well, I'll do, yeah. I think maybe I was like asking for 500 or a thousand. He's like, yeah, I'm not paying. <laughs> Oh, you know, listen, I'm like, sorry, I'm not doing it for cheap. You better pay for those toes. Right. Exactly. Or at least come back with the negotiation. Right. Right. I see a lot on on Instagram people who are like, this is for all you feet people out there. And it's just like them lounging in bed or something like that. (laughs) And it's like, feet are in. I just don't get get it. Hey, man. So, um, just Google. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Totally. Hey, I, I mean, whatever you want to do, I'm into it. Yeah, people, like, I'll show my feet knowing that there are going to be people that will screenshot it and add it to their Instagram that's a foot fetish Instagram or, yeah. uh, you know, the wiki feet. But then I'm like, hey, might as well celebrate what I have while I'm alive. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> mad at it. So, Shira, <laughs> for what's trending, how did you know that that was a success? Like, what was the, the turning point for you when it became literally what's trending well, it's, it's been up and down we've had it's been a roller coaster ride but we, we got nominated for an emmy sure and did. that was definitely a pivotal moment that was mm-hmm. cool uh at the time you know we were one of the first interview different people and celebrities around the social media so we're having everyone from uh lupe fiasco came on talked about how he wasn't voting for what was a viral moment at the time he lost all these it was it wasn't like he just wasn't voting for Obama he was all and people yeah. called him out on it yeah, so that yeah. was like a moment where I interviewed someone and everyone picked it up and mm-hmm. I was like oh this is interesting uh we had Kendrick Lamar on before he blew up that's awesome which I is love, crazy I love Kendrick Lamar I, I mean love. that's wild <laughs> yeah we got I mean the, the story of that is crazy like I had been publicly fired by CBS News so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I because no, everyone I was like, that. "Don't bring it up! Yeah. Don't bring it up!" No, I, I mean, it's my like. If you're gonna live your life being, you know, scared and hiding behind things, and that's like a, a huge burden you're putting on yourself. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, yeah. Oh. What happened? I mean, it's a, it was a shitty situation all around. I was in a meeting. I meeting to get something in the newsroom. It's news. There was a call that came in that Steve Jobs died. I'm running in and I tell my editor at the time, who is a CBS News employee, she knows the rules around this, uh, that you verify things. I just heard this, get it out there, tweet it, like figure it out. I'm going in a meeting. A yeah. thing, she verify 
hype it was or just not report about it. She comes back into the meeting and says, oh yeah, I don't think this is real. Like everyone in the newsroom is trying to get it, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, get it uh, not a, approved, but to see if it's like uh, verified, right? It's right. Yeah. And so I go, okay, let's move on. We're moving on with our day, right? She goes, no, but I already tweeted it. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean you tweeted it? What did you tweet? No. Steve Jobs died, more updates soon. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the first one around the no. world. The first tweet yeah. in the world. It was like when you when you have a nightmare of your life fall apart before your eyes. This moment, like when people have dreams or like, oh, I imagine that happening, and they wake up. That was my life in that moment, where over twenty four hours, my entire life just fell to the ground. Like everything I worked hard for built, like Times Square billboard. I built this company. We were about to do a seven deal. everything just fall to the ground my life and I'm a pretty uh optimistic person I'm very positive but I, I kind of understood how people could be like depressed to the point of suicide <laughs> because everyone uh everyone no one thought I'd get a job again people are questioning my credibility I felt people ran with the story without knowing what was happening and I could have taken advantage of the press at the time in that moment because yeah. everyone was wanting to do profile pieces Yorker, like all this stuff. And I just like couldn't get myself to speak on it because I felt so hurt and lost. And because I like had so much integrity connected to my work and what I do that I, I like, I couldn't think of taking advantage of that moment because I felt like so misunderstood in that moment. I was feeling very emotional, very down and like a low. And I couldn't imagine like kind of speaking to that. I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I just hungered on and continued working, you know, yeah. and that's when, when we went, just to wrap the story, we decided we were going to continue. We were going to shut everything down. It was either that or get someone to save us, you know, or continue. And um, I met with Mark Cuban. This is a bit of a name drop. That weekend when it happened, and they fired us very publicly without telling us. They told us to not talk to the press. I found out through Hollywood Reporter that I was fired sickly. And uh, after crying, yeah, like all day, Mark at the time, and this is like early Shark Tank days, so he wasn't mm. as maybe famous as he is now. Yeah. Uh, and before he bought the Dallas Mavs and everything. Mm. But oh, uh, wow. I said, yeah, I said like, listen, I would love to do because he owned a net called HDNet and I was like maybe he could do a deal with us and we could recover Monday and be like fuck you <laughs> um, and then he he's like I'm gonna give you a sister like I'm not gonna pay you for this like I, we don't even do the, this type of stuff yeah, they have this, yeah. Uh, what's his name they have this other news reporter like very long long time journalist um, that I'm blanking on that they, he gave a show to because he loves him and he grew up with him. But he's like, I'm not going to necessarily just give you a deal, but um, he offered us something, I think. And he said to me, listen, and I said, nothing else would. He goes, so you're telling me you figure out a way at work? And I was like, I guess I can. <laughs> Someone questions your passion. Like, you're like, oh shit, you know, you're right. If you're saying how much you're like, how much you care about something, but yet when shit hits the fan, you can't figure it out. Of course it's hard. But then at, when we just, and when we got back, 
our show coming back. Um, he was supposed to be on really random. He canceled because of everything. my friend who worked at MySpace at the time. You see, all it comes full circle. Oh, full circle. I have this guy. Yeah, she says, I have this guy. He's up and coming. He's about to blow up. He said he would do the show. So I go, fine. Yeah, great. And his name's Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> so he comes <laughs> into our studio. <laughs> That's amazing. And forms crazy story. Forms high power. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it's just this very emotional, powerful song of like your higher power and just moving forward. And then that was it. We just kept going. That's awesome. That's about to come back. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> so, like, at any point during that, did you ever feel like this is it? Like my career? Like you said, you felt like your whole life fell apart. You were like, I'm not gonna come back. Did you have any kind of backup plan? Like, what what did you think of? Like, were you like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't have time for a backup plan. It was kind of like <laughs> I just need to keep going, make it work. Yeah, I mean, all I, yeah, all I knew was doing what I had worked to do, which is why it felt so devastating when everything got just like just ripped from my like my my whole um, foundation just got taken from me or fell apart. I didn't know like w- what I do from here. It's interesting it's that, to get to that point. And, yeah. It's it's interesting that you know you and your team were let go for tweets. Um, and we currently have a resident in chief who can't stop <laughs> tweeting, yeah. but yet he hasn't been fired. So <laughs> I would wonder if you would think how that's not fair. I mean, to talk about his tweets and some of the things he says and what's going on in the world today. How do you think if you would have said that maybe now with everything that he's doing, do you think the situation would have been different? Maybe, I mean, there were so many different layers to that situation because we were already gonna be moving out of CBS News. There was, it was very political internally at that time in terms of them to even be around. We were these young mm-hmm. that were doing this crazy internet stuff, viral videos and we uh so already we were not necessarily like loved by the system and so i do think that possibly the same thing would have happened but i do think we would have been able to maybe move forward differently like not everyone would have been scared to while i was like no one would look at me or you know touch me in that way like i had this um you know, I was, I, what's the word? Um, like this cross, like on me in a way, like yeah. Yeah. this target on Your Scarlet me. A. Like people oh, just target yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I took AP you know, English, I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, fuck, I can barely speak. Uh, but yeah, so that, <laughs> I do think that maybe they would have, it's getting hot in here. Uh, I do yeah. think they would have maybe done the same thing because they're the, they're also the ones that fired I believe uh, Dan Rather because of something that he did. Like this is very serious for good reason and good and good for them. Like Mm -hmm. I respect they need to maintain their credibility and all that. I just wish I would have been able to talk to someone and explain what happened. No one asked me to explain anything. It was not, um, you know, like HR didn't look into it. I feel like now it would have been different because I would have said like, this isn't fair and maybe publicly spoken out about it. Saying like, yeah. I was fired yeah. when I wasn't the like, one. And I think that people have um, more empathy and compassion for people in that way if they know they're coming from that place, right? Yeah. 
That's yeah. so maybe it would have been different, but yeah, you're right. We have someone who's like a leader who does the craziest stuff. And this is like very compared to that. Well, how do you mm -hmm. feel about on that topic, cancel culture? Do you feel that cancel culture has kind of gotten out of control or do you feel like people should have to atone for what they say online or via email or, or what they post? Like, how do you feel about the cancel culture right now? I think that people need to take responsibility ability and accountability for their actions and and there's no tolerance for uh racism or bigotry or sexism or anti-lgbtq plus mm -hmm. anything like mm -hmm. i think we're in a place where we uh, we hopefully know that and then anyone who doesn't know that should you know need to be told that and they're not going to necessarily be celebrated or be given jobs and for that type of behavior right mm -hmm. and so when you're trying to shift behavior society to a just place people need called out things, right and the reason we are where we are is because they got away with it in the past right you know what i mean so, do i think right like that's that does that get us anywhere i don't i don't know i think we're in the eye of the storm right now and that's yeah. also the issue we are living through history right now so you know it, it it's scary and can be tricky some people that we all going to be martyrs right now right yeah right like, I, I yeah and that's i think scares a lot of people came to where we want to go with without that without um you know violence without um people getting hurt i would hope so yeah you know like we are living through history things happened in the past for right because something needed to change and as MLK said, what riots are the voice of the unheard, right? Yeah. And so I, I think we need to be, um, and so I think that someone who is a horrible person, we should say they should die. Is that the way to get them to learn? Not necessarily. <laughs> like right. in the end, we, we like, you know, like, I don't like, are they gonna learn anything or is they gonna continue to just to hate? Right, right. That's yeah. the show, right. And if we want, we need everyone to get to this side. At the same time, yes, sometimes you could be, we can all be talking to walls. Are we going to move a wall? Not necessarily. You could give someone only so much time and grace and space before you're like, uh, move on. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Well, this has been like very inspirational, Shira. I have to say, not only just like hearing your life's journey of becoming such a successful person in media, but also just like the day-to-day -day advice that you can give to an American citizen, especially that this is a, a voting year with the election coming up. So mm -hmm. thank you for yes. sharing your inspirational words. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope you could edit as I like just talked about. No, Viewers, I don't know how the internet, if it's connecting properly, but yeah, we got to be uh, responsible citizens. If we're unhappy about something, we got to do something about it, which includes voting for the right people to represent us, right? Amen. Uh, Amen. Which is, it's more important than ever before. And then I would just do a plug to listen to my daily radio show weekdays on channel Q. Radio.com. Yeah, please do. I was just about to it's on the, because we got so wrapped up in the what's trending story, which was important and I'm happy to share anytime, but it is the first LGBTQ plus music talk station. And we go there on issues happening today, but in a conversational fun way, we try to make it accessible. They call us like the gay NPR. 
Love. <laughs> well, if you need any Second other hand. gay guests, please let us know. Please let us know. And when we come out to the West Coast, we might just have to do some in the studio live. We should do something yes, live. Let that us would be know. A lot of fun. We got to COVID off with the little bit tested beforehand, and then we'll figure out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And well, cheer, COVID will be gone by then. Come on, guys. No. Will God, it? God willing. Will it? No, I don't know. I was just saying that. Um, Shira, <laughs> tell our listeners where they can find you on social. Shira Lazar, and we are channelq.com slash listen. Yay. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. And um, I'm going to slide into your DMs because I want to ask Always, you Always. Yeah, follow, lot follow me and I'll follow yeah. you. And yes. come back here anytime for the table. We would love to have you back. Yes. Oh, thank you for having me and for everything that you're doing. You're all being productive during this time, but all, hopefully also having fun. Trying to. Trying, trying to. Have to. Fun. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you, Shira. It. Be safe over there on the West Coast. We'll talk thank to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 The past four years have taught us the importance of showing up and speaking out. That's why for the upcoming 2020 election, we have to remember that love is love. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. And black lives do matter. So turn up and vote this November 3rd. Be sure to register at VoteAmerica.com. And request your absentee ballot if you can. Let's end 2020 on a positive note by showing showing up and and making change. Thank you so much, Shira Lazar, for that inspirational, I can't stop Ooh. saying that word, inspirational <laughs> conversation. I'm serious, though. She, like, I'm glad we got the, No, like, she seems, no, she's she, so cool. Yeah. yeah, she was down to earth, chill, and she <laughs> spilled all the tea. She spilled all, all the tea. The tea. <laughs> she's a trailblazer, and, like, take a note from her, like, people who are scared to come out, like, she fought back, and she rose back to the top, so yep. congratulations to her and her team and all they've done. Speaking of spilling the tea, let's talk about this debate. We took a break um, during this episode so we could watch the presidential, the first presidential debate between Joe Biden and what's his face? On ABC. ABC. And curious to know, curious to know your thoughts and takeaways if you have any because it was a roller coaster ride. I took one note and it was trash. Um, Did you actually write down Thresh? Uh, no. No. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is I think that we should find a moderator who's m- more in touch with this generation. More who's moderate. Gonna be, well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, more moderate. That's great, Ashley. So I was, I was looking at all of them. They were all white, obviously. But it is my theory and assumption if you added all of their ages together... They are older than the United States. Yeah. 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 That could be a little... I'm tired of hearing from old white men. Like, why are they still talking? Like, (sighs) why... Like, okay, to Darrell's point, though, there could have been a better moderator because I feel Mm -hmm. like Chris Wallace let Trump step over a little bit too much. She didn't Mm -hmm. really hold him accountable. You you disagree? Okay, no, I I agree with the accountability. How I don't... Like, to speak on, like, he did... I feel like he did his best trying to be, like... 
And now, sir, gentlemen, there's a white man speaking. But a little bit too. <laughs> so but I thought little... he did okay, and like I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Before you're Without, just like, before you're just yelling. Well, I think it's right. a little bit too late because well, my yeah. thing about this is, is that this the plan that everyone's been running on is having young people vote. We need, I feel like every young person who watched at the night who wanted to vote were not in touch with anything anybody was saying. No. Why? Because there wasn't a young moderator. Yeah. The presidents are, the nominees are already not young. So you need somebody that can engage people. So someone maybe like an AOC, I saw someone on Twitter said, and Andy Cohen, although he needs to be worrying about Nene coming for him on Twitter, so that's a whole other thing. Right. And, you know, <sighs> we need someone young, someone Honestly, that is... Honestly, like, what if Shira was to model? Like, I'm not even saying that joking. Like, she is mm -hmm. young. She is Jewish. I can see that. She's a woman. She has a great uh, voice. A great platform, yeah. A great platform. I think that she would make a great moderator, just like to Darrell's point, to bring in the vote that we need. During this election, we yeah. don't have. You know who we'll end up like... with? We'll have like a Kylie Jenner host. A, a, I can't uh, uh, um, I debate. Can't. And you know, honestly, I it'll pro it'll get I the will most say, views ever. This is the moment for people like this Kylie Jenner, day. Kendall Jenner, those people to step up. It's interesting. The other day, I saw a post on Instagram from Kylie Jenner where she was like, "It was a thirst trap," and she was like click here mm. for more and then it was like click and it was like vote for Joe Biden and that to me was like listen you're definitely trifling and your family are definitely <clears throat> succubus but if that's what we got to do to get this demon out of the White House and I need everybody to get on board with whatever that is and figure that out because it's just it's just very odd because a lot of people I'm seeing on Twitter saying we don't like him we don't trust him we don't do this but I'm like how did he win and I mean we know Russia we know all that but there seems to still be a lot of supporters and something I said earlier his supporters don't care about his taxes. His supporters do not care about grabbing by pussy. They don't care about that. We as Democrats have got to find a better fighting angle. But my argument is his supporters do not make the majority of Americans. I kind of feel like they do. I feel like they do. I, I'm just unfortunately, speaking, it's I'm just sad. Speaking, but like... I'm just speaking from the 2016 election because obviously the Electoral College plays, it will always play in the Republicans' favor, mm -hmm. in, the, in their favor. But when you look at the amount of votes, Democrats obviously won the popular vote. Mm -hmm. And um, from the swing states, the, Demo the, the reason why Donald Trump won is because the Democrats didn't come out to vote because they just assumed Hillary would win the election. So this year, Actually, I yeah. feel like there is going to be more of a surge of Democratic votes. Now, the whole mail-in ballot situation is a whole other conversation if it's controversial if it's gonna cause drama like that's a whole other thing but i feel like the majority of americans also i'm just trying to have hope and be optimistic the majority of americans do know right from wrong am i wrong i, I hope uh, i'm not wrong listen i think you give too much like I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic like person in general but like i've just there's just this, like so much hate right now and for me personally especially being a black woman right now I just I feel a lot of that hate and it doesn't feel like right now I feel like the hate has to get out and I I don't Do want to sound unhopeful but I just feel like Trump's gonna win again you think there's four more years of hate that absolutely. needs to get out absolutely uh. I mean I'm gonna do my best and I have a little bit of hope because I do think a lot of people are tired, but 
there are so many people who just, they don't care. It's just like, they honestly still support everything he says and does. And I mean, I just feel like America has spoken, like, and they are racist. Well, America has continued sexist to, and to speak. Homophobic and xenophobic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're all the phobics. I mean, the thing is, is that um, Kyle Rittenhouse just got $500,000 donated through. This big organization, first of all, we can't get clean water in Flint, Michigan. There's there's that. And we can't get donations to get people out of jail who were been fighting for George Floyd and for Breonna Taylor. But we can absolutely get $500,000 to donate toward Kyle Rittinghouse because they said he's an American hero and he did what anyone should have done. So if that's what we are as a country, I agree with Ashley. I don't see how in a month that we're going to change our thought process and say, you know what? We're going to go the opposite way. Can you let mm-hmm. our listeners know who Kyle is? So Kyle Rittenhouse, um, he actually went because he's a huge uh, Trump supporter and he felt like people were infringing on his rights and he went to um, one of the marches that was happening uh, in Louisville for Brianna and he shot people. Yeah, he went to protect people like uh, property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From and, being looted mm-hmm. and, you know, burned down and stuff like that. And he's being seen as an American hero. <laughs> and you know, Fox News is a lot, and, and it's crazy because they're like, he's a confused young man. No one gave Tamir Rice that respect. No one gave any of the other young black men who have been killed that respect. I, I just, I mean, America has spoken. Like Ashley said, like, this is where we are, and I want to have faith, I want to have hope, but even after watching the debates tonight, people are going to come out tomorrow and say, Joe Biden stuttered. First of all, he my brother is a stutterer. It's really, really difficult. And Joe Biden is a stutterer. Like, and he held his own against a schoolyard bully mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very difficult. And people don't know that people who stutter, it's very hard. It's very difficult. And they get made fun of. So tomorrow's headlines are all going to be about, well, Joe Biden couldn't get form a sentence or he kept mistaking dates and times and numbers. And that's what his supporters are going to latch on to. I mean, it's like, it's impossible for him to speak when Trump is like yelling over him. And I mean, they both talked over each other. Like it was definitely kind of like a shit show where it's like, I don't even know what anybody's saying because you're all just talking over each other. So I think that's part of the problem. Something that you just said, Ashley, we as Democrats, so the, the whole notion where we side and we're like, well, they both kind of talked over each other. And you're right, they did. But it's that thing that that the, his party, I don't even know if it's a Republican base anymore at this point, but his party latches onto the SAC. They even agree that something's off about Joe Biden. And I understand that Joe Biden might not have been anyone's first choice. But my God, what are we going to do? Well, it's just, I feel like Trump's bark is just louder. And it is, so it it's like, even if... Biden didn't want to talk over him. What choice did he have? That's the only way he could kind of be heard. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just it's just decorum over. It's just manners over bullyism. I don't even know if that's a word. Don't make it up. Yeah. At this point, my whole thing is, I just can't fathom in my mind coming off of eight years of Obama and progressiveness. And living in an America that I idolized as a kid, that I had always wanted for my kids to come, and then we're going to completely hand it over, this is America, citizens in general, hand it over to Trump for another four years, who's going to take us back 50 years plus. Like, I don't know if the majority of America 
can't accept that. Well, we did, I don't know. I mean, we, I hope not. we handed it over to him four years already. So for me, I just, I agree with you and I hope, but we're going to have to continue watching the debates. Please continue to check them out. We're going to have to look into the vice presidential debates. We're excited to see Kamala Harris and Mike Pence go against each other. I think that's going to be very interesting. Mm. I mean... Look, November 3rd, all I can say right now is everyone needs to get out there. If you're not registered to vote, please go get registered to vote. Make sure And make you're sure there. that that vote counts. Mm-hmm. Do your research because a lot of shit out there... Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 you're right. A lot of stuff out there is wrong. A lot like Pennsylvania, for instance, you have to have the secrecy ballot, which is two envelopes in one. Make sure that you're following your state's guidelines to the T so your vote actually does mm-hmm. count. And what they're saying, if you, if you, ha- if you have the bravery to go out and vote for person, and you already had your absentee ballot. Do both because your in person vote will count, not your absentee. Yeah, I don't know. Just fucking vote as much as you can. You, you One of them vote. will count. You, you, you <laughs> have to, and, and check your local and state elections as well. Like you've got to just. This is this is a very crucial year, and you know, I mean, the thing about it is, if things don't go the way that we want them to. We just need to continue to be strong for each other. I mean, a lot of people don't know if they can take another four years, but... We'll be bringing this podcast to you from Canada, I guess. Listen, I think... Listen, I think in a lot of ways, things are going to get worse before they get better. But what is worse, Ashley? I feel like we've already been at worse. Am I wrong? Yeah, but if we would think about back in January, you would have been like, oh my God, things can't get worse. And then boom, a pandemic. It's Mm -hmm. like, things can definitely be worse. But I think, I think for a long time, there is a rug over all the dirt of America and we just ignored it and finally the rug was ripped up and it's like now we have to clean house and it's a lot worse than we thought it was so it's just gonna take time that's a beautiful analogy Mm -hmm. thank you friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. well let's Um, end on a high note Mm -hmm. Um, oh my mom sent us uh, our little mass from Kitchen Island Tea Mm -hmm. podcast make sure to check out Kitchen Island Tea podcast Hey, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Miss Mitchell. Thank you for the masks. They're super cute. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we need, need to, to do that. I was going to say, we, <laughs> need, to, we, we, need, uh, we need to do a lot of things. I know. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood, y'all. I'm just. No, don't. I know. Don't. I know, I know it's discouraging, but like, it's. Come it, on, America. Michelle Obama said it is what it is. I was just laughing at Joe the whole time because he was laughing because he was just like, this is just ludicrous. I mean, the but whole like, thing was just like. Even Hillary smirked and laughed. Four years ago, and look what happened. Like, he just has... That's his tactic. That's his way, is just to control the conversation, being a bully or not. And people are going to look at it and say, oh, Trump had the most speaking time, which means in their mind that he won the debate, which is just not true. But I'm interested to see the fact checks. Yep, me as well. So another piece of good news, please tune in to the podcast award ceremony that will be happening on Wednesday, September 30th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, stream live on podcastawards.com and internationalpodcastday.com as part of the International Podcast Day activities. Um, they'll be on live on Twitter, Facebook Live, and a variety of live venues. So 
please listen to see if we won. I hope We're we super win. excited. Um, shout out! I to hope all there was melon ballots. Shit. <laughs> shout out to all of the other nominees, including Kitchen Island Tea. We're so excited. Yeah. Um, this is a wonderful community where we can reach out and speak our voices and and you know no and matter keep what, hopeful and keep hopeful and no matter what try. happens in this mm-hmm. election, our voices are important. And they will always be out there and they will always matter. So thank you guys so much for sticking with us and thank mm-hmm. you for listening to us. This is another episode of Pride the Podcast and I am. Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I am Darrell Anthony. Until next time. Bye. 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 Have a good hump day.